Hallo, hallo, hallo. <laughs> hey. Hi. My name is uh, Pascal Auclair. I'm uh, very happy to be here with uh, Anushka Fernando Poulet. Both of us are uh, happy to welcome you to this retreat. I, uh, you might detect a little accent. I'm, I live in Montreal. I'm French-Canadian, Quebecois. And uh, I teach in North America and in Europe. And uh, I'm one of the core teachers here at IMS. Um, and uh, it's fun. We're embarking on a little adventure together, no? It's always... Um, I'm always curious and a little excited when a retreat starts, like, oh, okay, this is us, this is the team. Who are we? Like, we don't know each other, you know, we're gathering from all different places with all different mind states or heart states or opinions or levels of uh, understanding or practice of this, you know. Some of us don't know this practice at all, we're going to discover it, some of us maybe know it a little better, some of us really well, maybe. Anyway, we are all gathering together. And, uh, I was just hearing uh, Rodney say something about the diversity here, of everyone is welcome, and I think uh, somehow it's important for me at the beginning of the re retreat to say it with my own voice also, like I, it's very important that uh, everyone here feels uh, really welcome, you know, whatever your story is, or the story of your people, or, or your mother tongue, or the culture you belong to, or the subculture, or counterculture, or, you know, whatever gender, gender expression, sexual orientation, skin color, you know, size, age, ability. And again, the state of your heart-mind uh, today or this week, or when there's a, a, a hundred people like here, more or less, yeah, a hundred, I think, I'm always thinking, wow, so many stories sitting on these cushions, you know, so many kinds of hearts, you know, some quiet hearts, some broken hearts, some expensive, joyful hearts, light, troubled, you know, all, all kinds of minds and hearts and bodies, and that's us. Um, but we have in common that we're all human beings and that's what we're going to kind of um, come in close contact with this weekend, our human nature. That's exciting, you know. We're going to put aside uh, a lot of uh, the busyness of our lives, you know, and uh, just sit and walk. Basically, we're we're doing nothing together the whole weekend. <laughs> so, but then we'll discover how our minds and hearts and bodies uh, function, how they, you know, create uh, stories and things, you know. Because we'll just be sitting and then it'll probably sometimes become like really epic. You know, why did I come here? Or, you know, I want to do this better. I want to sit better. <laughs> Uh, we're already sitting. It's a, it's a success, you know. 
but, you know, will compare with other people. How does he or she sit compared to me? <laughs> Things that have never been important suddenly. It's like, how did they walk? They seem to walk better than I walk. So it's going to be interesting to see what these little minds are up to. Uh, I hope you enjoy the ride in some ways or make uh, beautiful discoveries. That's what tends to happen on these retreats. We make uh, discoveries about ourselves and what it is to be uh, like, uh, what it is to be a human, you know. I'll probably say this again, but uh, to me it's something that uh, touches me particularly about these retreats, about this practice, is um, as I sit here, what I discover in a way is very personal, the way I'm scattered or agitated or obsessed by things or the way I can be forgiving or self-forgiving or how the heart can be spacious or tight, you know. I, I discovered these things that are in a way personal, but the way that I really, that touches me, to the view, I could say, maybe that's, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but is that what I'm discovering is uh, the, what it is like to be a human being. So anything that you're going to experience this, uh, I, I was going to say this winter, <laughs> I don't know why. No, you're not. You'll be released before winter. <laughs> I promise, even before fall. But uh, what we're what we're going to discover here is going to be for each one of us is going to be something universal. S something of the human nature, how humans get stressed, or how pain, uh, our relationship to discomfort, or how stories from the past come and visit us, or how we plan obsessively, you know. All things that uh, people were doing 2,600 years ago, it's all in the books, in the conversations that the Buddha had with people. And today, there's, there's, similar, there's something similar about it. And so we're kind of lending in uh, humanity again. We're, we're being welcomed back in humanity as we sit and walk here and spend time in silence. We're going to discover our humanity. And so compassion can be born and a little humor will be helpful and maybe joy will be there. Um, yeah, what we're going to do is... Um, one of the main tools we're going to use, and we're going to talk about this probably a lot, is uh, the tool of uh, the quality of mindfulness, paying attention. So we're going to find our way into this. What is what is it for me? What what does it feel like to be mindful? You know, not uh, so we're going to move away from this uh, kind of superficial attention that we have. You know, usually we have just enough attention to complete tasks. You know, or we touch in reality for a second you know, and then we're off in our world of uh, fascination, of uh, ideas about, and now we're going to try to plug in reality, tune in, is that the way to say it? And stay, and stay, stay here, you know, kind of extend the time of connection with reality. 
You know, usually I like just looking around and I see a little something and then I'm, go, you know, I'll hear a sound like, oh my God, I love this bird and these birds. I always love these birds. I wish there was these birds in New York, you know. And now we're going to try to see if we can stay here, stay here. Or maybe feel something in the, in the knee. You might already be feeling a little something or not. After a few minutes, you know, sometimes it starts uh, throb, throbbing or pulsing. It's like, oh, my leg. They're going to have to take me to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. You know, a moment of feeling something and then woof, we go. And here we're going to try to say, can we stay and feel and feel? So we're going to work at getting more sensitive, sensibility. Sen- come to the senses, come to our senses. And we have a beautiful place to do this. So the... Uh, the silence is going to help a lot. The silence is uh, very, very useful. I almost wanted to say sacred here, but it's the main one of the main tools we use, the silence, so that things can start to stand out. We can tune in, and with the silence we get to we're allowed to feel we're not social. Hello, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's like we're just like, let's eat in silence. So suddenly the taste of rice or porridge becomes outstanding. Wow. Yeah. So the silence is extremely uh, important here this weekend. And it's also very fragile. You know, it takes one individual, individual to break it. So it's good that we agree together on the really uh, honoring, let's put it this way, really honoring the silence. It's kind of a reclaiming of silence. It's not the silence of taboo or like the silence of I don't care. It's a different way to hold silence. It's the silence that creates a potential for discovery, for insight. Another thing that is really precious for us here is the schedule. I don't know if you looked at the schedule. Suddenly you're like, oh my God, this is really busy. Ding, 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 ding. Again, we're doing nothing together in a very organized way. <laughs> you know, so it's, it might seem impressive at the start. Like, Whoa. But basically we sit and we walk a little bit and we sit then we walk a little bit. And so I really invite you to um, not hold this um, intensive of practice because that's what it is, not as like um, a two days at the spa, you know, am I going to go to this sit or this event or am I going to... I really invite you to dive in and do this as people have been doing for decades, maybe centuries, millennia. And try it for two days or three days and see what's going to come up. We, it's been designed to create the right condition to develop this sensibility and make the mind also very stable and balanced and uh, maybe pliable would be one, malleable, so that we have the best actual mind to experience reality, to open the heart, open the mind, uh, so the silence, the schedule. In the schedule, you'll see there, there's going to be a group meeting. Every one of you will find yourself in a little group of nine or ten people at one point, alone with the teacher for uh, maybe 45 minutes or so. And it'll be a little 
particular time, another form, you know, to ask questions and talk about the pra- practice. So you'll see this at some point in the next, uh, either tomorrow or the day after, you'll see your name in a group. So check this out, like the where and when, and then come and we'll have a conversation about practice. That's one thing that's going to happen. So people are going to cook for us. The teachers are going to instruct us, guide us. So you have nothing to do. There's already always attention. You know, your attention is always given to something, the past, the future, the present, the voice of the guy speaking now, you know. The attention is always given. So you don't even have to produce attention. You know, we'll just guide it a little bit, organize it, strengthen it. You know, so it, should, uh, it shouldn't be so exhausting. If it is, it's probably going to be because of the, some of the patterns of mind, the habitual patterns of mind or obsessive patterns of mind. You know. But we'll learn to uh, you know, recognize them and deal with them in skillful ways, develop wisdom. Oh! exciting uh, to help with the silence uh, tomorrow we're going to do a kind of a I was a do a let's put it this way we'll do a very ancient ritual so at uh, 8.30 tomorrow morning when we're going to come back after the breakfast we'll invite every one of you to bring uh, your electronic devices and we'll do this very ancient ritual of dropping in the basket that will be here your device so that we create a field of silence. We can enter monastic time and monastic space, yeah? To create this, uh, what did they call it in English? Like uh, liminal space, right? A space where something new can emerge. So we're getting out of our habits, you know. We're not going to eat the food we used to eat. We're, we're, not, uh, we're letting go of a lot of things. We're in a different room. We're in silence. And then we're even getting, letting go of our devices that many of us are addicted to. Huh? Uh, and so tomorrow at 8.30, you'll bring your device and we'll drop the device. And with each device being dropped, I'll ring the bell. All the cell phones and iPads will all go on their special retreat. (laughs) And then after you'll be able to communicate with them and exchange notes on retreat. (laughs) And so I'll try to remind you of this at the first sit tomorrow morning to bring your device. The other day I saw one of your famous, uh, kind of from the dominant culture, um, journalist Anderson Cooper. No? A cutie. (laughs) Oh my God, I just did my coming out. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so he was going on a retreat like us, like a a long weekend retreat, and they asked asked him uh, to drop 
uh, his phone at the beginning of the retreat and in the report they were filming some parts of it and you could see his body language, especially his face, you know, he was like tense jaw, you know, and the phone went down and almost shaking, you know, it was very dramatic, you know, and, and he was reporting like I was so angry, you know, like I didn't want to do that part, it felt imposed and this and that, and at the end he was saying like, oh my God, that's the best thing I did, you know, like I could see my craving, but also the joy of renunciation, you know, the, of simplicity and just, and now I have a different relationship with this uh, thing, you know. I can see myself sometimes in town uh, where I live in Montreal, like I have a moment, a moment that I'm not sure that I exist or belong or something and then I'll check, you know, like, do I exist? You know, if somebody wrote to me, then it'll confirm, like, ah, I do exist, you know, somebody's confirming that, you know, so we'll let go of that. Yeah. So that's one of the things we'll do. Yeah. So this weekend we'll, we're going to develop uh, our curiosity for this life happening now. Kind of drop the fascination for the other life, the life where I'm like this, or they're like this, or it's like this, or, or the life that was like this, or could have been like this. Like all these kinds of fascination, these worlds that we're often uh, swallowed by and taken by and obsessed with and we're going to kind of renounce these and land here again and again and find what is it like to be this human being here in this moment? What is it like to be bored, completely bored on a cushion? Wow, that's interesting. Very different than being calm, which will probably happen also, or being grateful or a spacious mind or an opinionate, a grumpy mind. Many, many minds we're going to get to experience here. All of them very precious, unique. So we're going to bring curiosity to this life, the breathing body, the sight, the hearing. Bring curiosity to this, bring calm to the scattered mind. And see if any of this can be taken home. And usually people find that, yes, totally. Yeah. So I do hope that there's going to be something in there for you. I do hope, and I'm kind of pretty confident. You know, we've we've been at it for a number of years, and uh, it's been so meaningful for us and for a lot of people who've come through this place. And maybe the last thing I'll say before I uh, let Anushka bring her voice in is. Um, so this development of the mind, that's of, or the heart, this opening of the heart, think of it in the way that feels right to you, the language that you want, but there's something we're going to be cultivating here, wisdom, compassion. This cultivation of the mind-heart, that's an expression that is often uh, used here, the cultivation of the mind-heart happens um, in a field, can only happen in a field of uh, ethics and generosity. And the f- a field of uh, safety and non-harming. And, and Anushka will talk about this, but I want to just say a few words about the field of generosity. So this hall here was offered by retreatants like you and supporters 
of all kinds, you know. They created that uh, environment here. And the teachers here are here today because they've been supported in the past by, uh, by uh, other people who have practiced. And uh, people who work here, um, they love this place. They do everything to do the best they can with every little situation, every task they have to do. There's a lot of good energy coming in here. It's good to know this from the beginning because sometimes we think, oh, I'm paying for this, so I should get this and that. But here it's a little bit of a different world we're entering. It's a world of a lot of um, beautiful intentions for decades, but uh, now active uh, in operation right now. People are really, really careful and we came today with Anushka and we had a few meetings about what was going to happen and people are so thorough and they want it to go well, you know, and they try to think about everything and uh, they do constant, uh, you know, um, educational stuff to, to improve and to include and to, and so it's good, we can rejoice and relax into that space. Wow, this space has been well attended you know, it's been cared for and prepared for us. So we can really relax into this space. And I hope you, it's possible for you to do this. And maybe it'll take, you know, a few hours to actually reassure the mind, find your groundings, feel like you're here and belong here in rural Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay, so wishing you the best and we'll be hanging out together a lot. Thank you. Thanks. So, uh, thank you for coming. My name is Anushka Fernandopole and I've come from San Francisco. But I grew up on the East Coast and actually started my meditation practice uh, on retreats here at IMS, uh, also about 25 years ago, and actually met Pascal here also um, some time ago, and we trained as teachers. So this place has very special meaning for me, even though I'm Californian now. And in case you had any doubt, you know, long weekend, you could do many different things, like, oh, was this a good thing to do? Maybe I should have gone to those barbecues or, you know... People are going to the Cape, or uh, in San Francisco, a lot of people going to Burning Man, things like that. Uh, I would say this is actually one of the most worthwhile things you can do uh, with your time. Uh, and you're allowing yourself the space to know something directly through your own experience, beyond what you read in books or beyond what someone else uh, tells you. And something that you will know for yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt. So it's a really rare and um, risky, maybe, but beautiful, courageous thing that you've done to come. So I'm wondering how many people here is your first time in a retreat like this, like sleepover retreat, we'll say. So, great. So those of you can look around, you can see you're not alone if it's your first time, and it's a really good one to come for our first time. And then others of you who have been before, also hopefully you looked around and saw, so you can be kind and compassionate when these other people don't know where the bathroom is or, you know... Uh, all of us will get lost from time to time and uh, we'll be together as a community in this activity. So in some ways in meditation, it can seem like a solitary thing, 
particularly in the seated meditation, it will seem like, oh, we're closing our eyes and just paying attention to experience of our own breath and noticing our own thoughts and our own emotions. But actually, we're just paying attention to the human condition as it manifests in this little laboratory uh, in this time. And we're all doing this together. So the aspect of being together in community is a really important one of helping each other to do this practice, allowing ourselves to have these uh, discoveries. So in some ways we're following this um, ancient recipe that Pascal was alluding to uh, that's like 2,600 years old. And the experiment is both one of learning about causality, learning about the mind and heart, learning about suffering, what causes suffering. But also there's some interesting experiments that are part of this tradition about how are we to be together as human beings in community. And I'll even expand that to be not just how are we to be together as human beings, but as living beings. You know, what is the way that is conducive to our own well-being and happiness and that of others? So the, there are some uh, guidelines that we uh, take on here, and they're called training precepts. And they're really training precepts, meaning uh, supportive on the training of the heart and mind towards uh, freedom towards happiness, towards liberation, towards peace. So I was looking at our title for the retreat, which is Uncovering Innate Freedom. And the part of it that I like, it strikes me now, is this thing about you're not having to like build freedom or concoct freedom, but actually uncover freedom. So it's kind of learn to let go of the stuff that blocks it, and it's there. So in some ways we're going to be very simple together uh, and we're going to try and be very kind together. And we're going to see how often we mess up together over and over and try to forgive ourselves and uh, resolve to continue on as best we can. So there are five of these main uh, guidelines that uh, the Buddha suggested that we take on. And the first one is around... uh, taking on the training to avoid killing other living beings and even physically harming other living beings. And in this tradition, this goes beyond our other humans here, but also even to the animals, uh, to insects, to the frogs, worms, turkeys, whoever else you encounter around here, squirrels. So understanding that all of us hold our own life to be dear and all of us would like to be happy and all of us experience fear when someone's trying to harm us and uh, experience pain from physical injury so giving each other the gift of freedom from that fear uh, giving a sense of protection to each other by undertaking the training to refrain from physically harming uh, each other And each of these you can go into you know, greater and greater depths of, of what they mean, but I'll say first the first level of it. Yeah. The second one is around giving each other the gift of trust, a sense of trust around uh, being able to feel like, okay, if I leave my shoes out there, they're going to be there when I come back. Right? So I undertake the training to refrain from taking things which are not freely offered to me. So not stealing, but even more so like, okay, if I'm not sure this thing is offered to me, then... I'll let it be. 
and noticing that maybe impulse of uh, wanting something might come up and it's not bad when that comes up but then to learn to renounce that basically so practicing living simply and oftentimes our recipe for happiness will be like I'll get as much stuff as possible and uh, get more and more and so this is suggesting actually maybe the recipe for happiness is different and is uh, letting go of stuff and being generous to others and giving others the gift of uh, safety with their possessions and so on. The third one is around uh, undertaking the training around our sexuality. And in general for lay people, it's about not harming each other and ourselves with our sexual energy, sexual conduct. Uh, But here in retreat, we're being uh, temporary monastics. So we're in a little monastery for the moment. And when I practiced in my own training in some monasteries in Sri Lanka, they uh, she had us all change our clothes and everyone would wear white if you're a practitioner. You know, the monks and nuns wore orange, but the uh, lay people would wear white. We don't make you change your clothes, so in case you're worried that I'm uh, going to suggest that. But it's, it's kind of nice sometimes to symbolize, like, okay, I'm doing something different now. I'm taking on something different. And it's, for us, understandably, a temporary state, like you're only making this commitment to celibacy for the weekend, <laughs> uh, and after Monday then, you can return to whatever state you might be in, or maybe you continue uh, to be celibate. So a lot of these precepts are recognizing some things about what it's like to be an animal on the planet. You know, like aggression arises sometimes in relationship to other animals. Like we get scared of other animals and people, and we react. And then, okay, let me see if I can let go of this aggression. With sexuality, it's a very natural part of being a mammal here, being a human. And yet this energy of sexuality, both the activity, but even the energy in which we exude this to each other through the way we look at each other or uh, even just stand near each other, is something that can be sometimes threatening to each other or harmful. And in other times it can be actually very loving and uh, have a positive charge to it. So for the purpose of the retreat, we're asking you to be really interested in this, you know, observe this when it comes up, uh, but not to act on it. So in this capacity, sort of renouncing the act on it in order to learn more about this uh, and to also give others the freedom of not feeling like they're being uh, hit on or impinged on or their space is being uh, like invaded in some way or another. Fourth one is around speech and how we speak to each other. And Pascal uh, alluded to this silence retreat. Um, Hopefully everyone knew this is silent retreat before you came. Um, This is one of the more unusual ones about this kind of retreat. And now that, you know, mindfulness has gotten more popular, sometimes people say like, oh, I'll go to this place and it'll be like a mindfulness conference. Like I'll go to the sessions and then in between I'll hang out and meet the other participants. So that isn't this kind of thing here. (laughs) So you get a chance to, number one, meet yourself and learn to listen very well to your own mind and body. And in the silence, you're actually giving yourself very interesting conditions to see who am I when I'm not telling other people who I am? Who am I when I'm not having to concoct that and project that outwards? And who am I when other people aren't also telling me who I am? You know, what's left then? What's actually true? 
what is my story is about myself and what's actually true. So the, the retreat center will not be completely silent, meaning there will be wind and animals and birds and sometimes you might hear staff people talking a little. So it's not about sort of complete silence, but really the renunciation of speech, uh, except for if it's really necessary to talk to someone in the office or in the kitchen, only extremely necessary, but primarily let go of the speaking for this time. So a little uh, further about the speaking aspect is uh, we're kind of going on like a a fast or a purification of the mind. So sometimes people go on purification of the body, you know, and during that time you stop eating maybe like fried foods and sugar and caffeine and different things. And then you only eat like healthy food for a while. Some of you might only eat healthy food all the time, but you know, for some people it's like ups and downs, right? So you go in this purification and then you let go of the unhealthy stuff, take in the good stuff. So here in the retreat, Pascal and I will actually be talking quite a lot. <laughs> so we will not be silent, but we'll be talking to you about uh, Dharma, about uh, the, the truth of how things are, about the teachings, about instructions and how to discover this for yourself. So for that purpose, I would say, you know, let go for the weekend of all other sources of words. So that's you talking to others directly here, certainly, you talking on the phone, you texting or emailing people, uh, even reading and writing, we recommend that you let go of for these few days. So this is because a lot of times we live in our head and we live in our ideas about things. And here's a chance to check in through direct experience, through mindfulness, to see what things are really like. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with reading and writing. And in fact, probably a lot of people here came here because of reading books that inspired you. Um, but this is kind of the, the opportunity on retreat to get a direct experience of what those books were talking about. Yeah. So recommendation is to let go of uh, all of those things. And just a second what um, Pascal was saying about the phones. And some of you may have heard about this uh, phone ritual and you're like, oh, well, I'll just keep mine. I'm not going to look at it. Uh, don't underestimate your own weakness in this area. <laughs> Do not under, underestimate the pull <laughs> of habit uh, of using your phone as an alarm clock and then you're like, wow, oh, but maybe there's a text or maybe I'll just see, I'll check the weather, but oh, look, there's an email, you know. <laughs> so give yourself the gift of freedom of this renunciation, you know. Uh, this is not one that the Buddha had to talk about directly because they didn't have smartphones there, but um, uh, it really will be beneficial for your practice for this weekend. Uh, and if a part of you is screaming no inside, uh, just tell yourself it'll be like a radical experiment of uh, letting go of the, the phone or email for two days, and then see. Maybe you'll decide you never want to part from it ever again. You want to be buried with it, that's fine, but you know. But maybe it'll be good, and maybe you'll decide, as some people do, like, I want to have a little Sabbath from my phone, you know, one day a week or half a day or an hour or something, yeah. And the last of the precepts is around uh, undertaking training to refrain from taking intoxicants that cloud the mind. So here we're primarily talking about alcohol or recreational drugs. 
So we're going for understanding the mind and developing a clarity of mind. So for that purpose, it's good to let go of the things that will make it more difficult for that to happen. For some people, there's a strong habit around alcohol or uh, like pot or some kind of recreational drugs. And uh, again, you could take this as an experiment. Like what would it be like for this weekend if I don't do that? Uh, What would that be like for my mind? Even if my mind is saying, I want that, or it would be better with that. It also is helpful because for us as humans, many times we might have the best intentions of following the previous four of not harming others or not taking things that are not offered to us, you know, being responsible with sexuality or speaking only in ways that uh, are kind and true. And then sometimes if we get too drunk or stoned, we do things we later regret too. So this is again not saying like these things are evil or you are bad if you use them, but looking at cause and effect, like how does this impact the mind and body? So uh, for some this will be easy and for some I just want to recognize this will be very difficult. Uh, But I encourage you to, uh, for the purpose of this retreat, let go of those substances. Now this does not include any medication that you have. If you have prescription medication uh, that you're supposed to take that helps to balance your body or your mind, then please continue to take that. Um, That would be helpful for uh, your own process. So this is more like recreational substances. So that's uh, some of the guidelines or trainings that we'd like for us to take together here. And you can take a moment to, in your own heart, check out a little bit how you are with this. So yeah, take the training to not harm living beings, to refrain from taking things not offered. Renunciation of sexual activity maintaining the noble silence, letting go of drugs, alcohol. And we can recognize as we take these that we're doing this not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of everyone here, for the benefit of the training of our own mind and heart, which will then be helpful for us in our interactions with others for the rest of our lives and what we learn here. So thank you. Thank you for your attention, for the training precepts. Take a moment to just uh, become aware of your body sitting here. Don't need to correct your sitting or you can, but just notice, oh, there's a body sitting here. Or maybe it's very obvious to you because it's a little uncomfortable after an hour of sitting like this. Just notice that uh, you're breathing for a moment. Notice maybe the tiredness that uh, is there, if there is any. And um, maybe uh, you could uh, 
if you want to uh, stand up and we'll take a, a minute to stretch a little bit before we do a last uh, sitting. And as you stand up, uh, be aware of the body standing. Be there. You know, sometimes we stand so we're up. You know, yeah. and here we like to be awake in the process of just wow, the body. Such a different feeling, no? When it's standing, wow, different experience of the body. So do a little stretch as you see fit. You know, whatever works for you for a second here. Just feel the pull or the stretch or the release of tensions. And then when you want, in the next few seconds, invite you to just uh, come back to a sitting posture. Or you could stay uh, uh, standing if you want. We'll just uh, sit together for uh, not very long, five to 10 minutes, five, six, seven minutes. So if you want to do this standing up, totally fine. You can keep the eyes open if it feels right or close them if you want to. And really nothing to produce here, nothing to make happen. It's really just a kind of listening or receptivity we could say. So I invite you to just become aware of the body sitting now or standing. There's something alive in there. Maybe heat or pressure on the feet or legs or buttocks. Or maybe you can feel uh, the breathing happening on its own, belly rising and falling very gently. fresh air coming in the nostrils or through the mouth. Heart beating, you might feel this or not. It's one of the things that you might be aware of sitting here. You might notice that this uh, body uh, is sensitive to sounds. My voice is uh, received or other sounds maybe. Or silence is heard.
Again, the body sitting, we're aware of that. Breathing. Hearing. Hands touching something, resting. Let's stay here just for a few moments and see what, what is being known, what appears. See if you can stay close to the senses, one of them. Not putting any, uh, not putting too much value on thoughts and ideas about stuff, but just being here, hearing sounds and silences, or feeling the body breathing or the hands touching. You might feel the mind drifting towards sleep or becoming a little vague. Or maybe it has a lot to say. Or maybe it's quiet in there and connected.
if you want to um, tonight I could leave you with uh, we could leave you with uh, a few instructions so see if you want to really enter the retreat now this silence and this uh, period of uh, practice see if you want to uh, be particularly present as you make your way to your room or to the tea urn or just uh, as you will stand up and walk. See if you can really be there as your your foot goes inside the shoe or sandal or whatever you're wearing. If you can feel that. If you go out Really feel the night uh, air. Whatever you do, if you go upstairs, can you be there in the staircases, in the steps? Or at some point you're going to push a door to come in your room or in some room. Can you feel the touch of the hands against the handle of the door? So coming to the senses now, if you brush your teeth, could you be there for that? Feel the movements of your hands. Or as you lay down, putting your head on the pillow, can you feel the weight of the head or the feel of the sheets? or the body laying there breathing. When your mind wants to go back to past or wants to f- go forward in the f- future thinking, see if you can reassure it, it and just say, oh, not now, not now. Now we're just feeling the floor, feeling the night air, whatever it is. Just if you want to enter the retreat and enter this practice. And do as you see fit. Tomorrow we'll gather together at uh, 6.15, late start for the (laughs) for the sit and uh, wishing you a good night and bonne nuit okay thank you so much Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.